Hey, it's Tom from the Not A Foodie Show. Before we started, I wanna quickly tell you about a new app that we've partnered with called Two Cents. Two Cents is a podcast player that allows you to leave voice comments on our episodes. Then other folks can respond to those comments and it creates this sort of like time-shifted conversation called an after show. It's really cool. Mike and I are using the app and we'll also chime in and be part of the discussions from time to time. One of the things that I love about it too is that you don't actually have to use the app to listen to the podcasts. So like if you're super into listening through Apple or Spotify, you can still do that. Then just go to Two Cents to participate in the after show. The app is in beta right now, but they let us and our listeners have an early peek. We'd love it if you would check it out. Go to twocents.audio slash notafoodie. That's the number two, C-E-N-T-S dot audio slash notafoodie. We're looking forward to hearing your two cents. And now, on to the show. Foodie. 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 From the Not A Foodie Studio, which is not a studio, it's a Zoom conference, I guess, between myself and Mike Moranti. It's the Not A Foodie Show. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? I'm, I'm good, man. That was, that was a, I stumbled through that opening, but um, I'm, I'm You've done good. worse. I think I, don't worry. I've done, uh, definitely don't worry. I'm like, I'm dragging today. Last night was uh, steak night with the boys. Um, oh, where'd you go? So it's like it's five of us, and each one of us picks. You know, when we go um, over, it's like friends from high school. Last night, some of the Long Island contingent got to choose. So we went to Bryant and Cooper, which is in like Roslyn. It's mm. it's actually really really good. You know, it's just like all of the others. It's a Luger's sort of clone, um, but it's delicious. But it is very so it was it was fucking packed. It was just like ginormously packed. Nice. Um, like no parking, had to have the valet come and take my car, you know, and this is on Long Island where there actually is parking, but it, it's, it's awesome, but it is it, like, I laugh every time I go. Cause it gives off like definite Wolf of Wall Street vibes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that the 20, 30 years ago, you'd see like, um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character and, and Jonah Hill's character, like eating in there with a bunch of their boys and stuff. That's like. That's the that's the vibe that this place gives out. It's very Long Island steakhouse. I kind of love that vibe, though. <laughs> you would love it. I mean, it, the place is good, and the steak is the steak's great. I mean, we got the we, there were five of us. We got the porterhouse for three, and then we got two gigantic Cajun ribeyes, and nice. uh, you know, and and then the sides that go along with everything, and we got some clams casino and clams oreganata as an appetizer. Um, lots of, you know, dark brown liquor and... We did something similar. We went to Don Pepe's. Don Pepe's is the golden standard of what a restaurant should be. <laughs> of a certain kind of restaurant should no. be. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, Don Pepe's just does everything right. Everything. Okay. And like what? The food, the service, it, it's no frills, but they still hold themselves to a very high standard on both sides. See, I think that the service is, I, I wouldn't say bad, but it is very of the restaurant. 
Like, yeah. you know, you go in, you're greeted and everything like that, but it is, it's not a, you know, hey, welcome and blah, 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 blah. It's, you know, it's, you almost want a little bit of a surly service when you're there. I mean, the, and you get it. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I find it always to be just like friendly. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's definitely not friendly. Please, I can't say any disparaging remarks against Don Pepe's or, you know, I live in Queens. And the, the baked clams. Oh my God. I, like baked clams dripping with butter where you get, you know, that, that loaf of warm bread to, to just sop up all of the garlic and butter and oregano. And, and that's, that's heaven. That's my idea of heaven. I mean, I feel like my death row meal varies from time to time, but baked clams definitely make an appearance on that list, you know? Yeah, it was, it's just like always such a fun time to go, such a fun thing to do. What's your go-to order when you go there? Baked clams, linguine vongole, uh, and the veal don pepe. Those three. What? Veal, veal don pepe is uh, veal bruschetta. But it, it's so tender. They cut it with a spoon, and it's just, like it's incredible. And then like I like to try to do other things, and it matters who I'm going with because I have some friends that only want to get like certain things and don't want to try anything new. I'm like, what are you doing? But it it's the most fun. Also, their wine got better. Their wine definitely used to be Franzia, and this time it wasn't Franzia. They, I mean, I guess restaurants like that realize that how much money you can make on a wine list you know margins are just completely different no the the house wine oh you're talking about the house wine oh the house wine it used to be franzia now it's better than franzia oh okay cool yeah you get when if you go to if you go to don pepe's you go you get a carafe of either red or white that's what you do yeah yeah <laughs> that that's old school that's like that's like me going to like my family's you know christenings and communion parties at restaurants in the bronx when i was you know like in the 80s and mm-hmm. early 90s yeah i love that type of stuff. i think i think don pepe's is better than any of the arthur avenue spots oh yeah i don't know i've been to a bunch yeah. of arthur avenue spots i don't know i like i think it competes i think it is the gold standard of red sauce joints um that and bamonte's i think bamonte's in williamsburg is also up on mm-hmm. that list i still have to go to bamonte's but i mean i, I I think that there's a couple places on Arthur Avenue that can definitely compete. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but uh, there's definitely some places. I'm also, my family's from the Bronx and from Brooklyn, so I don't know if I'm allowed to name a place in Queens as, as the gold standard. <laughs> so what else is going on with you? Working. We're, we're working with Mikey Pomodoro trying to take our next step. We're, I'm not quite ready to announce anything yet, but uh, when I am, the whole world's going to know. And then I'm working uh, part-time just to pay the bills until Mikey Pomodoro is up and running. Um, I'm just super busy. Yeah, we're working with this uh, uh, event space in Brooklyn. So we're doing a pop-up there uh, July 17th and 18th, I think. It's that that Friday, Saturday. Did you say July 17th and 18th? I probably just did. I meant December 17th and 18th. I can't wait to to hear the next steps. I can't wait for the audience to hear what's next for uh, Mikey Pomodoro. I sort of have an inkling, but I'm not allowed yeah. to say. So it, it's great no. stuff. Real G's move in silence like lasagna. <laughs> hey, I've got something that I've been working on too, actually. Um, I, we're, I'm working with this podcasting app called Two Cents. And it's really cool. It allows listeners to leave voicemails and to leave voice comments on our podcast. And if you want, if anyone who's listening wants, they're, they're in beta right now, but they set up a link for us uh, to give to our audience. It's twocents.audio, two, 
C-E-N-T-S dot audio slash not a foodie. And you could download the app. And the number two, two C-E-N-T-S dot audio slash not a foodie. Thanks for clarification. And you can download the app. Um, it's a beta app, so it's, you know, it is definitely needs some polish. But you can leave us comments. You can send us messages. Um, you know, you could do all of that stuff. So that's something cool that I've been working on. So let's. All it's right. very we're, cool. We're it's a really cool idea. It, yeah. I, I'm psyched. I'm psyched to, to get it out there into the into the real world and see how it works, see how people use it. Anyway, enough of the self-promo portion of the podcast. Let's you and I move on. You got food news? I got food news. All right. Do the jingle. It's food news. All right. What do you got? Bacardi is releasing a Coquito. Apparently, they did it last year, too. They're doing it this year. Um, it's probably trash. Don't buy it. Go support your local bartender. I promise you one bartender you know is making Coquito and selling it on the side. It's going to be way better and fresher than Bacardi. Or go support your local Tia. Tia's make the best Coquito. I got to tell you, a hotbed of Coquito in Queens right now is the like parents' Facebook groups. You mm-hmm. know, you go to your public school face- parent Facebook group. There are dozens of people selling Coquito. And they, they'll and like, do chocolate Coquito, Dulce de Leche Coquito, uh, Nutella, you name a flavor, they're making it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so my question to you is, are you a rum Coquito person or a bourbon Coquito person or what are you? Listen, I go on Facebook, I say, who's selling Coquito? And then I buy some. <laughs> I like that I don't know what's in it. I like that I, people just make it. And I like that it's yummy and I can, like, support a friend. And sometimes they put them in cool bottles. Yeah. I've got uh, – and this is disgusting. So we've, I've got a fridge downstairs in my basement that we very rarely open since we got a new kitchen, like, two years ago. And I went down there and I realized that I had a mason jar of my own Coquito that I had made, like, pre-pandemic. Oh, so it's got to be from 2019. Mil- aged milk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And it's you know it's coconut milk and coconut cream and and like you know five cups of rum. And I, I, I it's going to be interesting. I'm going to pop it open no, this year it, and see. Don't pop it. Throw it out. I'm going to pop it open and sniff it, and then I'm going to throw it out. I mean, I'm going to pop it open and I'm going to take what? a sip. <laughs> I'm going to pop it open. And I'm going to take a sip. There's so much alcohol in it that it can't. And it's been sealed. It can't possibly be you know that bad for me. I'm not going to give it to my kids. I'm not going to give it to my wife. I'm going to taste it and then I'm going to fucking throw it out. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to drink more than so a cup. Much alcohol. I'm not going to give it to my kids. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to drink more than like three cups. So. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, can you record yourself? Uh, can you make a TikTok? <laughs> of me drinking bad Coquito? Yeah. Potentially deadly Coquito? I found some Coquito I made before the pandemic. <laughs> Have you ever had aged Coquito before? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to skateboard down the street to a, 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 um, a Fleetwood Mac song while guzzling Coquito. Oh, aged <laughs> Coquito. Aged Coquito is good, just like aged uh, eggnog is good, but not aged for two or three years through a pandemic. Anyway, I have, I have no food news. I've got absolutely no food news, but I'm glad we went off on a Coquito tangent. Oh, I have an idea. If anybody wants Coquito, go to twocents.audio slash notafoodie, message me, and I will tell you where to get Coquito. Because I'm not blowing up people's spots on, you know, this podcast. 
but I know where to get some good, authentic coquito. Um, so go to twocents.audio slash foodie and message me. All right, Mike, I wanted to talk about holiday gifts, speaking of coquito. Yeah, it's that time. So this time every year, people are always asking, you know, what should I get for the chef in my life? What should I get for the foodie in my life? And then they're also asking, you know, what do you want? First of all, I don't, I don't want anything. You know what everyone needs to buy? What? Their loved one, Mikey Pomodoro merch. All right, so that's number one on my, on the, on my holiday wish list. MikeyPomodoro.com slash shop. We're not done with the, with the shilling section of the podcast. If I'm Let's not shill. working, I'm not working, Tom. That's it. So let me ask you, like, what is one thing that you want in your kitchen that someone can get you that will up your game? So, like, I guess the answer for me is a sous vide and a, a soda stream. But I don't, like, I'm not, like, longing after any of those things. Um, what I have, which I think everybody should own, is a Dutch oven. My Lodge Dutch oven Dutch was oven, the yeah. best $60 I've ever spent in my life. I, I use it almost exclusively. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you don't need to go get the big enamel-crusted ones, the, you know, the Le Crusades that cost $300. Like, they're, they're great, and they look good on your shelf. But the, the Lodge mm-hmm. or Lodge or whatever it is, $60 one, is just as good. And, I, I mean, it's so much cheaper. And yeah. I, that's my desert island pot. Like, if I, I had one with it, pot that I needed on a desert island. I, I did a it. whole pernil in it yeah. with Friendsgiving. It's, it's really just the best thing that I own. Um, I, I think it's the best money I've ever spent in my life. Like, like truly. Really, really. I, I like... I, I'm hard-pressed to think of, like, another thing that's given me so much joy. At the beginning days of the pandemic, when I thought, like, when who knew what, what, the, what the hell was going on, I did, like, a like a Mexican pork stew, like, a, like a, with a salsa verde, that I roasted the pork mm-hmm. in it with some, some tomatillos, but I basically, I put it in my fire pit and just shoveled, just buried it in hot coal, and my, my loge Dutch oven. And it was awesome. It was like you take it out, it's got a slight smoky flavor, everything was perfect. And all the coal came off, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You just all, all, yeah. It's totally fine. Yeah. I mean, it's cast iron, so you gotta take care of it like you would cast iron. You know, you wash it and you rub it down with some oil just to make sure it doesn't rust. You can't leave mm-hmm. it wet. You can't put it in the dishwasher. But yeah. Oh my god. Totally fine. There is a Amazon review for the Amazon basic uh, Dutch oven. And it was all fucking rusted out. And someone's like, this is what happens after one time through the dishwasher. It's like, yeah, no shit. Of course. Of course that's what happens. I I can't believe you posted that. (laughs) Oh, so the Amazon review thing reminds me of this other thing that I should have put down for Food News that was posted um, just a few days ago. And it's this woman on Facebook um, sent a message to Marie Callender's. Do you know Marie Callender's? Yeah, the chicken pot pie. Well, and they make pumpkin pies yeah. and they make different things like that. And yeah. this woman, and I'm going to say her name because her name is now famous. Her name is Sharon Weiss. Sharon Weiss just put a Facebook post up to, on Marie Callender's Facebook page that says, Thanks, Marie Callender, for ruining Thanksgiving dessert. And it is a picture of, like, a pumpkin pie that is completely charred, right? And 
Marie Callender's responds, hey, thanks for your post. We're real sorry to hear your pumpkin pie let you down. And then, you know, blah, 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 blah. Then, then it gets crazy. People are just roasting her. It's basically, hey, Marie Callender's, please just send her a larger version of the back of your box with the instructions on it. Send it in the mail certified so she can say she didn't get it and blame another burnt pie on them. <laughs> and then it keeps going. <laughs> like, you, did you cremate this pie? Did you set your oven temperature to the hell setting? And it just goes down this rabbit hole of people roasting this Dunking poor woman, it. Sharon Weiss. So you have to look it up. And it's like, ruin Thanksgiving in four words. Quote, Sharon Weiss brings dessert. <laughs> and things like, things like that. And it goes down this crazy, crazy, crazy list where she becomes a meme. There's like Spongebob in hell images and, and it's bonkers. So go look it up. It's really funny. I should have brought that up during food news. But... It is hysterical. It's okay. I'm going to put a link we to it. We do call back sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, back to gifts. I feel like there are utilities that you need in your kitchen, like your Dutch oven, that most people don't know. Like, I think the Thermapen is one of them. Thermapen is yeah. one of those things. So if you can afford they're $100 thermometer. Too. They're yeah. like 20 yeah, you they're like not like the fancy fancy one that you have, but like regular ones are like twenty bucks. You can get one with that's like with an app and like uh, Bluetooth and everything for your phone for like smoking meat at like really high temps. But you can just get a little guy for twenty bucks. Well, I'm talking about the Thermapen, like the original Thermapen that is like instant thermometer. So like yeah. most instant thermometers that you buy that are under sixty five bucks that are not Thermapens are they take four or five seconds to give you an actual accurate reading. What I love about the Thermapen is that it's like instant and you and it's got this tiny little like sliver of a probe. So you can probe fish without ruining it. You can probe anything in a whole bunch of different spots without mm -hmm. putting this big gigantic hole in your food. So like the Thermapen that I'm talking about is that Thermapen that you that I just keep in my pocket when I'm The cooking. brand name. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really good. And there are imita imitators out there. Um, but most of them don't do the instant read stuff. But Thermoworks, who also makes the Thermapen, they do a bunch of like leave-in oven thermometers and all of that stuff. All of their products are great. And they are British, and they send you candy when you order their products. When you, when you order something, they send you like little British candies that come in the box, which That's awesome. is delightful. My kids love it. What about, what about condiments for a gift? Like, I feel like... Um, I think... You, they have like nice mustard sets and like re, like sea salt sets. I was you've got just like the pink say, salt and the smoke salt and all different sorts of finishing salts. I think finishing salts are a good a good option. I'm also a big fan of like if you've got someone that likes hot sauces or if they want like mm -hmm. something that's spicy, like you buy them a bottle of the chili crisp stuff. Um, a very popular gift in my family for a while was the bourbon soaked cherries for cocktails mm -hmm. i think that's a great, great gift. gift that's a great gift for someone you know what i have which i really like what because it's it combines the two things the two gadgets that everyone uh wants right now or has right now are you gonna yeah, say I, the instant pot a, uh, you're gonna say instant pot well it's an air fryer instant pot oh yeah instant pot duo yeah i know so you get both of them it, it does a i'd have no air fryer to compare it with but it's a good air fryer, and I only use the Instant Pot when I want to braise something that would take like six hours and two hours. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't know. I'm not sold on it. I'm not sold on the air fryer. I, I don't like cooking. I, I like to be in control of what I'm cooking. 
But when you're just braising something and leaving it be for however long, might as well just do it faster. It depends. I don't think you get, I don't think the flavors develop enough. And the sauce, I think, becomes a little bit too watery. So, and you could always reduce it and do things like that. Like, like for example, I made um, braised short ribs this weekend mm-hmm. for just for Sunday dinner. And I was thinking about doing it in the Instant Pot. They'd be done real quick. But then I was like, you know what? I want to make this really developed, deep tasting sauce. And I had the time. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to throw it in my Dutch oven and then put it in the oven for a few hours while I'm sitting around watching football. Yeah. You know? And well, when I when I did the pernil, I did it in the Dutch oven for that reason. But if you're if you're uh, if you don't have that much time, I think it's a really good option. Yeah, I, for weeknight dinners, like pulled pork on weeknights, yeah. I love my instant pot. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I use it less and less. I, I've used it less and less during the pandemic because I'm home more often. Like everybody's working yeah. from home, and it's not like we're running around, you know, all the different places. So yeah, that's that. What about books? I'm a big fan of like cooking books i'm a big fan of like not cookbooks yes cookbooks but also like cooking books things about like pairing flavors and you know um what and the science of cooking all of that stuff i love memoirs are you a are you a big cooking book person uh not really but uh the belly of paris by emily zola Mm mm-hmm uh, it's, uh, Anthony Bourdain recommended it years ago, so that's how I know about it. It's a book about, um, a woman who's, like, just going and eating her way through Paris, I believe. Nice. Very MFK so, like, Fisher. Stuff like that is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love memoirs like that. Um, I'm not a big reader. Are you a, are you a book on tape person, an audiobook person? I'm a Netflix and <laughs> Twitter thread person. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, sea salts. <laughs> what about barbecue sauce? Barbecue sauce is a good one too. That's a good one. And oh, um, you know what? I forgot about this. Finishing vinegars, fin like a a good vinegar that is not like the just the cheap crap that you buy at the supermarket. Like a good vinegar makes a dish. I would say that ninety percent of home cooks. Do not add enough acid to their dishes. They don't add enough, mm-hmm. definitely don't add enough salt. But like a splash of acid, whether it's from like citrus juice or from vinegar, like elevates dishes. And um. finishing vinegars are just phenomenal. Like, you know, you go buy like really, really good like Spanish Chardonnay white wine vinegar or something like that. And it's a completely different experience. That that's a real I, and also fancy olive oils. If we're like if we're just talking about like a nice gift to like I would never spend for myself fifty dollars on a bottle of olive oil, but if someone gifted me a fifty dollar bottle of olive oil, I would be like, oh my god, this is incredible. I'd I'd be taken aback. It's and fifty dollar olive oil is not olive oil that you cook with. It's olive oil that you finish with. Like and that's that's the or other you, thing. You like dip you, bread in. You know you don't you don't fry up in fifty dollar olive oil because you, it no. it burns. It ruins the flavor of the olive oil. But, you know, drizzling it on some pasta afterwards, drizzling it, even Mm -hmm. just drizzling it over, like, some sliced meat, drizzling a little bit of olive oil over that, good olive oil makes a huge difference. Should we move on to questions? Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's do that. Let's move on to, do you have questions? Yeah, uh, you go first. All right, so questions. 
hey, another two cents dot audio slash not a foodie. This is like we're gonna ask questions, and if you have answers, you can you know email us back or or sorry, you could two cents us back. I think that's what they're calling it, two sensing. Um, so, question one: What is the perfect drink pairing for a slice joint slice of pizza? A soda. Yeah. Diet Coke. No. Diet, Diet Coke. No. Yeah. Can't do it. I can't do it. I mean. I think, so if I'm eating at the slice joint, for me, it's a seltzer. From the fountain. I, it's fountain. The answer is fountain soda. The answer is your favorite fountain soda. Yeah, I, I, it used to be, but now I can't stand fountain soda. Now, I could drink fountain soda like once a year, and when I do, I immediately regret it. I could drink any soda once a year, and then I immediately regret it. But I think if I'm eating it during the day, it's a seltzer, probably a lemon-lime seltzer or a black cherry seltzer, because that's old school. Um, at night, it is a glass of cheap Chianti. That's cheap Chianti with with, with cheap... the wooden with the wooden bottle. Yeah, it, with the wooden. Oh yeah, with the, the yeah, with <laughs> the basket bottle. Yep, that's what I mm-hmm. need. Cool. All right, good. Uh, uh, you know what I realized? What? So like, I'm not a smoker, right? You've never we've hung out for we've known each other for a long time. You've never seen me smoke one cigarette or take a drag off a cigarette or anything, right? Diet Coke is cigarettes. Yeah, it uh, yeah, it's probably worse for you. <laughs> I I take like like months and months. I won't have any Diet Coke, and then like I'll just binge on Diet Coke. Oh yeah, no, and I'm like. I, I can't. Yeah, well, I, when I started working again, I was just, like, thirsty, and there wasn't seltzer, and there was Diet Coke. Yeah, I can't do it. I, but I drink seltzer like a madman. I drink, That's, like, all I... I If I need my caffeine, I drink... I drink about I, one liter of seltzer a day. Yeah, I mean, you're a, you're a seltzer-crazed person. Like, I can't, yeah. I can't do Diet Coke, but I'll do espresso, lots of espresso. I will do espressos all day if I need the energy. I can't drink anything, any sodas with caffeine. I mean, not because of the caffeine, mm. just because I hate sodas. Um, and yeah. I didn't used to. I used to like love them when I was a kid. It's just something I grew out of. All right, you, How, you, you got um, a question? Are you, yeah, are you in or out on pitaya bowls? On what? Like the the acai bowls, pitaya bowls. What is? I don't even know what that is. Google it. Pitaya. How do you spell it? It's either P A or P I, T A Y A, Pitaya bowl. Uh, oh, Pitaya bowls. I oh, I'm obviously out. I mean, I'm fine with uh, Asahi bowls once in a while, as long as there's you know, as long as there's something like this. With, oh, these there's it's dragon fruit. Yeah, they're smoothie bowls. Yeah, no, I know this stuff. I'm out out on that stuff. I can't do that stuff. I I'm like. You know what I like? I when I was in Australia and I can't remember the name of this this dessert, but it's sort of like or this dessert, this breakfast, but it's sort of like a cold oatmeal with um, berries and a little bit of yogurt, and that is like the extent of the bowl that I can do in for breakfast. I can't do breakfast bowls. I mean, either give me eggs or or give me death. I was at a food hall and I was looking for like there. I was looking for a place that didn't have a very long line, and there was a pitaya bowl uh, stand. And I was like, "What is this? Is this even food?" So I didn't. I got a salad instead. 
because I, I didn't want to play around with uh, spending money on something I wasn't sure was going to fill me up, and I didn't regret it at all. Yeah, I mean... I think they're good for breakfast, and that's it. And I also think it's like a very expensive breakfast. Yeah, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, it's yogurt with dif- different types of fruit, right? Like, that's that's all mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm out on pitaya bowls. <laughs> Well, honestly, I have this written down here, and this is going to sound like I made it up on the spot, but what is your perfect breakfast meal? doesn't have to be a diner breakfast. doesn't have to be a pitaya bowl. It is, you can have any breakfast you want. I know you hate making breakfast. What is your breakfast that you're going to have? What's your perfect breakfast meal? It's a frittata. A frittata? What kind of frittata? A frittata. Frittata is a blank canvas. Uh... An egg, potato, ricotta. it's a ricotta frittata with a lot of pecorino and a lot of well-seasoned egg and some hot sauce. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm all about the frittata life. Nice, nice. What about you? I think, I think for me, my everyday breakfast, not every day, but it's a breakfast that I make for myself and it has to be like the perfect breakfast wrap, which usually consists of some... Avocado, some spinach, some egg, and lots of seasoning. Maybe a little cheese, but lots of different seasonings. So either like good cayenne pepper and like toasted or everything bagel seasoning or... I was That was going to be my next question. Are you in on the everything bagel seasoning? I'm in on the everything bagel seasoning if I make it myself. I have... Not from Trader Joe's Not from Trader Joe's. Something. No, no. There's and and I think I've talked about this in past episodes. Yeah. The um the recipe for everything seasoning from the State Bird Provisions cookbook. State Bird. State Bird Provisions is in California restaurant and they're awesome. And the recipe in their cookbook, it substitutes out like dried garlic for like fennel pollen and it makes it more it's more of a delicate everything seasoning. It doesn't like hit you over the head with that garlic because you know I feel like the garlic mm-hmm. in an everything bagel seasoning sort of overshadows everything else. The fennel gives it a little bit of a sweeter taste, and I put it on everything. I put it on like salmon. I put it on my eggs in the morning. I put it on on everything. So yes, I am all in on everything seasoning, as long as it's my seasoning or my seasoning oh, that I made from State Bird Provisions. What about you? I I have one called Seasoning for All of the Things from Imperfect Foods. Okay. And it's salt, garlic, onion, brown mustard, black pepper, carrot, red bell pepper, orange peel, parsley, rosemary, chili, uh, basil, marjoram, oregano, thyme, safflower oil. And I like it. I think I like it on lots of stuff. I don't think it's particularly garlicky, and I like the texture of it. Oh. I like that when you bite into it, it has a little, like, crunch. Nice. I'm going to have to look out for that stuff. All right. Final question from me. Mm-hmm. And I think I tried to find something that would challenge you a little bit. What is your go-to meal that you have to prepare for somebody that to impress them that cannot be pasta, cannot be Italian? Uh... Pretty much almost every place I've lived at alone as an adult, I've lived across the street from a fish market. Mm-hmm. So like a, a whole roasted snapper. A whole, what, what are the flavors? Like what kind of flavors do you usually do? Um, I, I do like a <clears> – it matters how I'm feeling when I'm up feeling it. Uh, but I'll do more like a, a Thai-style one 
or like uh, I like I don't like like the Cajun like the the smoky and spicy flavors for the fish. I like more like the high acid, uh, maybe like brown sugar, white sugar, like type of uh, roasted fish. I hear you. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah, that's that's my uh, go to for like if someone's coming over and I we want I want to make something that's like delicious, not too heavy. Uh, I do a whole roasted fish. But really, my answer is pasta. No, it's not allowed somebody. to be pasta. But I'll, I'll, I will I accept roasted I fish. Know. I know. I know. That's why I'm just yeah. trying to get you out of your comfort zone. What about you? Is it steak? I don't cook steak for many people. I only cook steak for, mm. for my wife. Like, I and... Yeah. Steak and lobster. She locked it down. Yeah, no, I know. That's it. Steak and lobster. She gets lobster once a year. No, she, it's more than once a year. But <laughs> I think for me... So during the summertime... It's swordfish. When I can get good fresh swordfish, it's mm. grilled swordfish that are marinated in a whole bunch of different herbs and some cumin and, and spices. And it's just a great, like, it looks good, it tastes delicious, and it just becomes moist um, and fall apart and, and perfect. Um, I think during, you know, so that's, a, that's my grilling answer. My yeah. regular answer is probably some sort of a pan-seared pork with a caper, garlic, and lemon Like sauce. a tenderloin or a chop? Um, it doesn't matter. It could be a chop or a tenderloin. If I do a tenderloin, I'll slice it and I'll pan- pound it thin, almost like, you know, into schnitzel and bread it and then pan fry it. And the really, the big thing is the sauce that I make that goes on top of it, which is anchovies, capers, garlic, lemon, mm-hmm. you know, very... French, you know, or uh, I guess Franchais, yeah, if you think lemon. about it. But, um, is there a parsley? No, I don't usually use parsley. Sometimes I use no. use thyme, um, and that's about it. But, like, the, the acid Are from the Are you asking capers. me this? What's up? Are you asking me this because of my Twitter thread? No. Do you miss my Twitter thread on Monday? Oh, no, I saw that. I saw, I mean, I saw a piece of it that you were going to, what, yeah. prepare a meal for somebody? Or, no, no, no. I said, if, if you, you like, like this, this, that's right, that's right. Go ahead. I'll tell you what I'll cook for you. Nice. And a hundred people liked it, and out of those hundred people, I knew like ninety six of them through Twitter, and now through like the real world because a lot of them are based in New York, and I had to fucking do it, and it's a thread of a hundred different photos of food, and it wasn't just like random things. It was like how I knew them and if I, what I knew they liked or what I knew they couldn't eat and stuff like where they were from and. I I was pretty proud of it. I thought it was pretty good. There was a lot of pasta on it. Well, uh, okay. Let's pretend I'm hitting like on that right now. What what would you make for me? If I had to cook for you, yeah, I was happy you didn't do it. <laughs> uh, um, um, for you, I would make. I think I would go. I do this. I do this Korean. It's an Italian inspired Korean dish. Okay. Uh it is. There's an Italian dish called. Pasta con prosciutto e fungi. Yeah. So it's Mush- pasta mushrooms with and prosciutto. mushrooms and prosciutto. So I do it with like um, Korean rice noodles, woodier mushrooms, and uh, not bulgogi. Um, what's the, the pork equivalent of bulgogi? Uh, it's the pork belly. Okay. Whatever the Korean pork belly is called. Okay, so is it is it like gochugaru sort of pork belly, like braised pork in belly? A gochu, yeah, in a gochugang so- sauce. Okay, yeah. cool. I, that's that's what I would make for you. I dig it. I love it. 
Yeah. I would make you a pork chop with, uh, <laughs> with spicy peppers, which I've done before. <laughs> yeah. Vinegar peppers. Yes, with vinegar peppers. But I would use my own vinegar. I've mastered the vinegar pepper game with my own vinegar peppers. Like, I, I don't buy store-bought anymore. All right, cool. All right, good. I, good questions. So what are you drinking tonight? What am I drinking tonight? I am going to... So tonight I'm going to a hockey game, so I'm going to drink beer. Tomorrow night is... Are they all hurt still? Are they all out? No, tonight the is the Islanders first night back. COVID? The Islanders are back tonight. So as we record this on December 2nd, the Islanders are back. They had 10 players on the COVID list. But I'm going to the game tonight, so I'm going to drink beer. And then tomorrow night is martini night because it's Friday night. I'm going to have steak again twice in one week, which is very, very rare for me. Almost unheard of. But Saturday night, I'm going to have a Waldorf because it's cold weather and I like to drink brown liquor. I don't know what that is. It's, um, so it's, it's related to a Manhattan. It's rye, sweet vermouth, and, okay. and Angostura bitters, but you do an, oh. an absinthe wash in the glass before you pour it. And it, nice. yeah, it's, it just it gives it a little bit more. Um, you get that nice you know, anise flavor, and it gives it a little bit more depth. If you will. What about you? What are you drinking tonight? I gotta get Coquito now. <laughs> Tis the season. Tis the season. <laughs> uh, we, we say Coquito probably 50 times on this episode. I gotta get a bottle. <laughs> it's like very not good for you. So like one bottle per season is kind of all I do. I get like one bottle for me and then if someone has like a party or something, I'll buy like another bottle. I posted it on Twitter and people were like, oh my God, can you buy some for me? This, so I, I wound up like having to pick some up for some people. But I love that, it. That's kind of um, me and Coquito. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of the Coquito, but it's like you know, it's like eggnog. You can have one or two glasses of it a season, and then yeah. then it's good. Then you're done. I did um, Christmas morning a few years ago, Coquito and coffee. That was delicious. So just you put a shot of espresso in your Coquito in the morning. That was. That was perfect. The, the girl I was buying it from last year was making me dulce de leche coquito, and it was insane. All right. Well, I think that's about it. Mike, I'm, I'm just looking at our calendar. Are we going to get another episode in before the holidays? I feel like we have to, right? It's only the second. We'll... Yeah, we can. I don't see why yeah, not. Yeah, we'll get one more in for before the end of the year, so we can talk mm-hmm. holidays after that. Um, but, you know, maybe we'll, get, we'll do a coquito. Maybe we'll do the... Not a foodie holiday party. And we'll just we get, should, get drunk on do? Coquito. We should tell all these people that are making it, give us not not a whole bottle, like half a bottle or whatever, and we're going to blind taste them all and rank them all. Ranking the Coquito. We should just have a Coquito party. Yeah. I think if our, our listeners in New York, let's do a live, we should do a live recording of the podcast drinking co- while drinking Coquito. We could put that together in two That'll weeks. That'll be a, a time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool yeah not like we're busy doing other things <laughs> all right man well it was uh it was good recording with you again good making a not a foodie show i think we'll uh, that's about it we'll talk to you soon yeah, talk to you later Tom. Talk to bye you bye